We want everything to be black and white, crystal clear, but I'm here to tell you, we have to learn to live in the gray. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a full-time mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and founder of Team Therapeutic Fitness. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. We are going to chat all things learning how to live in the gray, in this undefined area that is in between black and white. Are you ready? Let's do this. As we were growing up, we were tiny little beings and the humans around us were trying to shape us to be a respectful talented, smart, young being, right? And so in order for them to do that, they had to teach us right from wrong, yes and no, please and thank you, all of these things that defined who we became today. And as they were doing those things, they taught us this or that, right? We very seldomly are taught how to have both, Okay, so we're taught that I can't be sad and happy at the same time, that those two things cannot exist, right? And they teach us what to strive for. And this is very problematic now in adulthood, and it's of no fault to anyone because we're all just doing the best that we can given what we have, right? And we're just, they were just trying to raise respectable young beings. But now we don't know how to live in the gray, the unknown. Okay. So I want to chat about where this came from and how we challenge these things, because I always want you to look at life a little bit differently. I want you to step away from every podcast episode that you listen to here and go, I never thought about it that way, you know, and challenge those beliefs that you've held for so long. So as we're growing up, our families are the people around us teach us how to believe, how to feel about certain things, and that shapes us forever. So let me give you an example. When you are growing up, you were either taught about religion or you were not, okay? So I know a lot of us grew up in very religious households. Uh, If you're like me, you know, a 90s baby, (laughs) we just kind of, that was still the way things were, okay? It was that, you know, your grandparents (laughs) brought you to church every Sunday and taught you how to believe in Jesus, okay? So that was one of the beliefs that was so ingrained in me that that was just the way it was. It wasn't until college that I even knew I was allowed to question that, that there were alternative beliefs, you know? I grew up around people who, you know, I had a Mormon friend in middle school uh, who I went to one of their services with one time. And, you know, I was like, wow, that's interesting that, you know, so I knew there were other religions. I had Lutheran friends and whatever, but I was raised in a Catholic church and that was not negotiable, right? That was how I was to believe. I went to Sunday school. I got confirmed. I did all of the things. I was baptized as a tiny little baby, all that good stuff. And so I was never taught that there was this gray area, right? You're either a believer or you're not, was my thinking. 
And so I didn't know until I got to college and I was a couple years into my relationship with Derek and we were trying to, he was raised Catholic as well. And we were trying to bring that spiritual peace into our relationship. And so we would go to church together and we were finding that in our little small college town, the church really didn't resonate with us. We were the youngest people in there by at least 60 years. I'm not shitting you. And it like the, the priest was not relatable. You know, it felt like as we're sitting in mass, they were speaking a different language. And so as important as religion was to our families and we, as we had thought it had been to us, we started having conversations about, does this really feel right? You know, I'm not, finding this relatable. I don't really feel this relationship with God anymore, you know? And, and so we started having those hard conversations together and we found the gray area. Okay. So I found it a little bit more quickly than Derek, because once he started questioning, he went straight atheist. He was like, I don't believe in any of this shit. I'm done. And he's had some really hard conversations with his family about that, who are still believers and everything. And I thought, but I had, I still had questions I still believed in this sense of a higher power. I was like, I got to put energy out there. I have to have someone to talk to. And I found the gray. I found this space where there were a ton of other people. And they were like, we believe in a higher power, but we don't believe in God, right? We don't believe there is in this story of Jesus. We don't believe in blah, blah, blah. We believe in putting out good energy, receiving it back. We believe in manifestation and the law of attraction and spirituality in a totally different sense than I had ever known. And so I started surrounding myself with people who had already been exploring this gray area and who could teach me new things. And I was like, wow, you know, it was a mind blowing experience. Okay. We could put this same scenario to politics. Okay. You were probably raised in a family who either spoke about politics often and were very open about their views or in a family like mine where you don't talk about that. Politics are private. Your beliefs and how you feel about it is totally private. So I grew up very fearful of politics because I didn't know. And we are afraid of the unknown. Okay. So I didn't understand politics. It was never something I was interested in learning about in school. So I really just did the bare minimum as far as school was concerned. And I never, I never invested myself into elections and, you know, finding my own viewpoints. Whereas Derek grew up in a household where they were very open and vocal about their views on politics and where they stood and what their beliefs were and who they agreed with and so on. And so when we got into this relationship and he wanted to talk to me about this stuff and he's like, well, how do you feel about this? And what do you think? What's your opinion on this? I was like, I am 19 years old and you were actually the first person to ever ask me about this because we didn't talk about this when I was growing up. And so I had to start questioning, what do I think about that? And, and it's so hard. Okay. This gray area that we have to find is not, it's, it's, it's evasive because our parents live in the black or white. Okay. Their, their views are very defined and they're in them and they, they know what they stand for kind of thing. But what I'm talking about is questioning that. Okay. Not believing in something just because that's how your family believes, but finding what really resonates with you and where your true beliefs lie. Okay. So that's, that's the area I'm talking about. 
And so I had to question. I said, well, you know, I feel like some people in my family probably aligned this way and the others aligned this way. And, you know, and it was hard to separate who I connect most with in my family and who I feel like, like, well, we have probably similar beliefs. Let me just roll on their coattails and I'll just believe what they believe. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, I want to live in the gray area because that means I'm thinking for myself. And so I had to start to question, you know, okay, this person makes some really good points and that person has some really good points. And then where's that middle ground? And the middle ground, this gray area, you guys, is so uncomfortable. It's not defined. We still are left with questions. And that is the amazing beauty of the gray area as well. It's that we're not confined to this or that type of thinking, and we're giving ourselves permission to be both. That's a scary place to be, not only for us, but for the people around us. Okay, Jacqueline, I'm hearing you. I feel you. I see. I get what you're saying about the gray area, but what does this have to do with my mental health? Because I need you to step away from this defining idea that we have to be this or that, happy or sad, right? I need you to start thinking in a spectrum, okay? I know one of the biggest goals people have in life is I just want to be happy, you know? And then if you ask that person, what does that look like? They have no fucking clue because it's just this idea that's out there. It's not defined. They couldn't tell you what that looks like. Okay, And that's why I want us to really step away from these definitive states where, you know, I don't, oh, I've been sad and I've been traumatized and I've been hurt and I don't want that anymore. So here's what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to find the gray. I'm going to have both. And this is where we've talked before about using and language, not this or that, this and that. I can have the hurt, the pain, the traumatization, the bad life experiences, and I can be happy and content and peaceful. And here's what that looks like for me. Okay? So this is what it has to do with our mental health. You want to feel good all the time. You want to feel no hurt, no pain, but I'm challenging you to live in the gray, to be okay with the hurt and the pain and the sadness and the fear so that you can also experience the excitement, the peace, the joy, okay? So we don't have to say, I have a bad life, right? I have a really hard life. I don't deserve this because of these things that have happened to me, okay? That would be living in that black or white. We're stepping into the gray saying, I have had all of these experiences and some of them have not been so great and I've had amazing life experiences. I've learned so much. I'm so full of life experience. I'm so full of joy and content. I'm eager for the future. I'm eager to change my life And I know that I have to experience both sides of these things, okay? I have to start living an and life. Not this or that, but and. This and that. Because two opposing ideas can be true. We're so so full of this idea that, here, let me put it, let me put it like this. 
let me give you an example. Have you ever been to a funeral or the wake or a ceremony for someone who has passed? And you're so full of hurt and agony that your body just aches. You can feel the pain of losing this person. And then as the service goes on, maybe someone gets up and speak or it's after when you're chatting one-on-one with somebody who is also close to this person and is hurting so badly, but you start to reminisce. You start to think about all the joy this person brought to your life, all the happy memories, all the good times, and a smile comes across your face. And your gut reaction is no. I need to be sad right now. I need to feel the hurt, right? And that is living in the black or white. We're, we're, we need to move into the gray. I know it feels confusing. How can I be happy in such a painful time? But that is that limiting belief that you have that two opposing feelings cannot be true in the same moment and that's just not how it is. That's a great example of that. It's The gray area is confusing and it's messy. I need to be sad. How can I possibly be laughing or smiling and thinking about this person with a positive emotion? And you're trying to get yourself back to the black or white. Oh, the gray hurt. It's weird. I don't like it. It's not right because for so long people have been telling you that you can't live an and life, that you have to live a life of or, that those two things cannot be true at the same time and that's just not the case. I hope that just by listening to this, you're starting to feel a little uncomfortable, but you're also saying, I could do that. I could live in the gray. I could question things. I could start to ask myself, do I really align with this? Or was this just taught to me and I've never really questioned it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask questions. I'm going to check in with myself. What really resonates with me? Okay, so do this on some of those really polarizing topics, maybe around politics or religion, to start to get a feel for Does this really resonate with me? Does this feel the best? And then start to do it with your emotions. Can I be angry and happy in the same moment? Because I do this all the time with Derek. A really great example would be when I'm so fucking grateful for him, but he's really pissing me off. Like I look at him and I just kind of want to punch him. But at the same time, I'm like, God, I love you so fucking much. Like it hurts that I love you this much and I'm so grateful for you. And that this idea that I'm like, I once as a little girl thought I can't wait to have a partner. I can't wait to be in a significant relationship and have us and banter, you know, and get in arguments and, and all that stuff. And I look at him and I'm like, you're really pissing me off. I can't believe I wished for this at one point in my life that I really wanted this kind of conversation or argument to happen and then I get so filled with gratitude even though I'm so angry and so I allow that okay and you have to practice it you have to allow yourself space to really feel both things and go this is the gray okay this is where I want to live and if you can step into that area I promise you you will find such relief that it doesn't have to be an or life, that you can have both. 
We want it to be black and white because that would be so much easier, but that's just not the case. And you're going to find so much more happiness and relief if you can allow yourself space to have both. I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful for the time that we get to spend together. I do not take a moment of this for granted. I always want to make sure that I'm bringing you the best content possible. You guys rock and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.